Welcome to the Leadership Update Brief. Today's entrepreneurs and business leaders face change and transition as a constant part of daily life. Inspired by stories of today's military veterans and service members, we embark on a journey to explore their transformations and equip ourselves with new ideas and motivation towards mastering the challenge of working with dynamic and changing environments. Here's the host of the Leadership Update Brief and the guide to your journey, Ed Brixey. Hello, and welcome to the Leadership Update Brief on C-Suite Radio. I'm Ed Brixey, and on today's show, we have an extraordinary panel recorded from 1623 Studios in Gloucester, Massachusetts. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. There's nothing more powerful than community, and the most impactful leaders have developed a robust and purposeful community around them. Our panel today is from the city of Gloucester, featuring Mayor Spatia Romeo-Taken, Ken Real, the CEO of the Cape Ann Chamber of Commerce, and Adam Kukuru, the Cape Ann Veteran Service Officer. Together, these three have created a fantastic program, bringing the veterans of Cape Ann, Massachusetts, local businesses, and the city together. It's a genuinely unique and powerful initiative within the community and serves as a strong example of what can be accomplished through motivated and dedicated partnerships. We will be right back with our panel conversation from 1623 Studios in Gloucester, Massachusetts. And welcome back to the Leadership Update Brief. I'm thrilled to have a panel of guests here today that are going to talk about one of the more unique and exciting veterans initiatives I've heard about here in the recent time. I'm joined today by Mayor Safatia Romeo-Taken of the city of Gloucester, the city's veteran service officer, Adam Kukuru, and Ken Reel the president of the Cape Ann Chamber of Commerce. How are you guys doing today? Great. It's great to be here, Ed. Thank you. Very well, thank you. Good. Thanks, Ed. Excellent. Great to have you guys. Really excited to talk about the Gloucester Veteran-Friendly Business Initiative. Adam, where's, where did this initiative start out? So this initiative, uh, like all our initiatives, start with just a local community coming together, looking to continue to grow our relationship with veterans in the community. Uh, they started with uh, David and Bridget Ball of Danvers, uh, part of the uh, VBOI, the Veterans Business Owners Initiative uh, with the VA and uh, the city's uh, economic department and the state's economic department. Uh, looking what we could do, and, and the chamber as well, uh, we're looking what we could do together um, to to uh, bring about some awareness of veteran-owned businesses. Um, as it seemed, there wasn't a lot of uh, attention being driven at identifying veteran-owned businesses. So this initiative was to hopefully identify veteran-owned businesses, but it's grown from there, and it's led into identifying businesses that continue to support our veterans community throughout the year. And really, again, it's compounding that idea of keeping people to shop local. Shop local because these are the businesses that are veteran-owned. These are the businesses that continue to support our veterans. 
No, thanks, Adam. It's funny, Ken, the shop local piece and bringing about the local business community and the impacts that veterans have on community and that local businesses can have on veterans is incredible. Yeah, I agree. This shop local is, is one of our main mantras, of course, at the Chamber of Commerce and supporting our veterans just falls exactly in line with that. You know, what a great cause and a great program to really help our veterans out. And we have um, uh, a couple of our younger people, uh, the Pizzenis, Caitlin Pizzeni is on the Chamber Board and her husband, uh, Nick Pizzeni, is a veteran and very involved uh, with the Veterans Association. Just a great example of uh, some young people, um, one of whom is a veteran who's really involved in our business community and uh, this program. And, and then, of course, we have kind of the other end of the age spectrum with uh, Michael Linquata, you know, who, um, who goes back a few more years at the Gloucester House. And, uh, and there's just so, so many veterans in between. And Really, as part of this program, we're trying to identify all of our veteran-owned businesses and, and um, businesses that are supportive, as Adam says, um, of our veterans. Mm-hmm. It's an excellent, excellent program. Uh, Mayor, the city of Gloucester it has a history of being incredibly supportive for the veteran community. Is What's unique about Gloucester that has made this come to be? Adam. Um, it's the networking it's also as you can see we have the chamber we have uh, my director here and myself and we love the community and we want to embrace it but what's happening is is our veterans are coming forward and you know they're networking with the um the veterans office they meet on fridays they do things and it's really um amazing how many people are veterans that own businesses and we just never looked at that and, you know, we're focusing on shopping local. And why should you shop local is because these businesses not only made you here, they uh, they actually made the country. I say they make the country because they still do. They bring us awareness. And by their um, loving for our country, they're loving our community, they're loving their business and the compassion they have in it. I mean, just like he said, he mentioned, you know, um, Caitlin at the Cape Ann uh, Bowling Lanes, but Lenny Linquater, I mean, if it wasn't for his dad, we wouldn't have gotten the monument there's so many things happening in Gloucester and I was just like astonished I says oh wow I I I didn't realize that all these people are you know are veterans and so that was a good thing for the community but as the community is a plus I mean all new businesses are welcomed anyways um that's a uh, that's a plus in itself but to say how proud we are of these veterans want to come to Gloucester too it's not just Gloucester born residents these are people saying that Gloucester's unique and it embraces us all and helps us all and I think that's great because there are some things I don't even understand about that that's what Adam does you know how do you get loans how do you get housing how do you get these things and so when we do that with the Cape Ann Veterans Services it's just amazing I found an amazing Sunday of welcome home what we do when our veterans come home so just to have start your base is your welcome home now what can we do for you? I mean, that right there is saying, you know what, if you do have an idea, if you do want to do something, we're here. And I love the fact that Gloucester does, and when we do hire, it's, a, you know, veterans' mm-hmm. preference. No, absolutely. Adam, for the veterans coming out of the woodwork, the Welcome Home program just this past weekend, and the rousing support that comes from the community and just even welcoming back people back into the community or welcoming new veterans, what's, what's the spearhead there? So, again, Ed, you're familiar with this, uh, being a post-9-11 veteran. Uh, We came home to a unique time. We came home after the Vietnam generation, who unfortunately had uh, more of a negative experience. Uh, What they taught us um, leading into 9-11 was, listen, you can be against the war, but you need to support the men and women that go over and fight it. And they did really well at pounding that drum and getting the American people on board with that, that we don't necessarily have to support the war 
but we need to show our support for the young men and women that are going over there to fight them. For us uh, coming home, that was kind of a you know a, a thank you for your service. But it kind of ended there. Um, the community there was a little bit of a disconnect with the community and the veterans. Where do I take this? Do I do I approach this veteran? Is there more I should say to him? Is there less I should say to him? I'm really not sure the dynamic here, and you know, I'm not really sure what is appropriate versus not appropriate to say to this man and woman coming home. I don't understand it. Okay, so the Welcome Home Initiative was really to kind of close that gap uh, because we have such a supportive community here and our veterans need to understand how much the community supports them. You come home, you get on the right foot, you have a business community, you have elected officials, you have you know fire, police, you have this whole community that's here to welcome you and, you know, give their full effort to say, listen, you know, we may not have been there with you. We may not understand this. But just know that we appreciate your service and what you did for our country. And that's what a lot of these businesses did. We had probably around 35 to 40 businesses donate gift cards uh, to this package and have been doing so uh, for the last five years. And in return, you know, when we need gift cards, we go to these businesses and we support them. It's, it's a symbiotic relationship with our veterans and our business community. <clears throat> this is never, um, you know, one of the things we looked at is it's not veterans versus the rest of the world. It's where do we fit in with, you know, the rest of the world? Where do we partner up businesses? Veterans come home and they, you know, more than likely are more willing, um, more likely than their civilian counterparts to open businesses. So when you're looking for veterans in these veterans organizations, and where are these veterans? Well, they're already involved somewhere. They're involved in the chamber. They're doing things with business and business-related things. So how do we tie in our veterans community, you know, to that already created veterans group within the chamber? And that's really kind of where this came from and getting the uh, young veterans and new veterans to our community involved through a Welcome Home initiative. Now, the business community here on Cape Ancan is incredibly robust. It's one of those, what have you seen different that some of the veteran-owned businesses or some of these veteran-friendly businesses, what does that bring to the table to help increase that dynamic and build things out a little more? Well, I certainly would agree that it's a, it's a very robust business community. You know, our businesses here are really engaged, and it it is a community, especially, you know, on the island, Gloucester and Rockport and uh, Essex and Manchester are very involved, and, um, and there's so much give back from the business community to our veterans and, frankly, to, to a lot of our nonprofits. It really, the give back is what makes Cape Ann run. You know, it's, it's nice, as Adam says, our veterans represent a very special segment of our population, and we want to do whatever we can mm-hmm. to support, you know, our veterans um, from the business community. Certain businesses are, are more involved than others, and that's part of what this program is about, is really identifying all of our businesses that are either already involved as veteran-owned or veteran-employed or want to help further um, with, our, with our veterans mm-hmm. as, a, as part of the outreach program. No, absolutely. And Mayor, as the community as a whole, the impact that you see the veterans having, and why are, why are these programs so important? Like he said, to make them feel that they belong. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's great that, you know, if you don't want to open a business, make sure you know with the network we're doing that the business will hire you. We have a lot of great businesses already existing and now hiring veterans in a preference like the city of mm-hmm. Gloucester. And it's not because, um, like he said, that we believe in the war, we don't mm-hmm. believe in anything. But you know what? It has nothing to do with what we believe in. It's how we treat people. 
and how we want to be treated. And you know what? They serve the country. They're coming back, and I loved Sunday. Even with the storm, we all went out. I had my hair done, and I had to go in the storm. I didn't care. And we're all there. And just like he said, the police, the fire. It, you know what? I saw the families. I saw their faces. You know, and, and I love the way we're networking because, you know, it's nice to get the word out there, too, because when either the husbands or the wives are out serving our country, to know that, that we have such a great networking here and we have a great veteran services here because it doesn't, we don't just embrace you when you're home. We embrace your family while you're out there too. Um, not to brag about my Cape Ann uh, veteran services, what they do is, is beyond. I mean, they, they go, if you tell me that you are um, you're deploying, He's right on top of that. He's Adam and his whole team, and and I, you got to thank the volunteers that are down there because there's no way I, in the budget there's no way he could exist without all these people, and these people are veterans who want to give back, and so if they want to give back, and if I'm not a veteran, shouldn't I give more? So Adam, it's funny that the veterans network here in Gloucester. How many veterans do we count on Cape Ann as a demographic? So our best guess is probably around 3,000 to 3,500 veterans throughout three communities mm -hmm. that we have. That's mm -hmm. a lot. Which is yeah. a lot. That's a huge population. Absolutely. Of probably 10% of the population around here, right? Mm -hmm. So when we, look, yeah, when we look at the, you know, um, look at the community and when you kind of lived here and raised here, you grow up with that sense of family. And everything we do going forward has to be based on that sense of family because that's how we all think. You know, it, it's a, we're, we don't leave the island. We have that island mentality. But everything we do is based on that family dynamic, bringing people together. The best way to solve our problems is just coming together mm -hmm. through the networking group, through the Welcome Home event, through uh, the Veterans Initiative uh, for businesses, things that we can find the commonalities where we can grow together, not as just veterans, not as just uh, uh a different part of the population, but together, what, where are our commonalities and how can we build upon those for the betterment of our community? No, certainly, the, and the business community too benefits a lot, Ken, for hiring veterans. Where do we see, what do they bring to the table? What's something that businesses have noticed as they bring some of these people into their organizations? Well, I think it's, um, there's a certain leadership aspect you know mm, it's, it's uh, absolutely <laughs> it's one thing to come up through the business ranks and just through the educational field but boy when you're in the service there's a whole nother level mm. of uh, training and leadership and discipline and especially for those that have been deployed yeah. you know they just they really get um, what it means to, to kind of manage mm. um, people manage a business and uh, so certainly we're, we're seeing some of that again I, I put the the couple of folks I mentioned the Pizzenis and Laquatas out mm -hmm. there as a prime example they're both doing a of course, um, you know, the Guadas have been in business forever mm -hmm. and have done amazing things with Gloucester House and, and the Pizzenis are doing great things with Cape Ann Lanes. Um, so just, just mm -hmm. two kind of really local examples. Uh, definitely two local but great and super high visibility examples and seeing what they're able to develop. And for the benefit that this brings to the city, has got to be astronomical. Well, just my fire, my police department, the discipline mm -hmm. that they have. I mean, the training is above and beyond. I mean, when you train to be a police officer, you train to be a, uh, a firefighter, it's just beyond because you already have that training. You already have that sense of, you know, in, um, defend, um, alertness. You already have that independency. You already have that ability that is actually a plus. And so, like he said, leadership, they are, when they go to training, they're, they're already, not to say in combat, but they're already training that, you know what, here's a person, can be an individual that you can trust, you know, that is going to have leadership skills, 
is going to go far in the department, definitely, because they all are. I mean, I have quite a few on the, the police department, and another one just went for, to become a sergeant. Another one wants to go, you know, become one. I mean, it's just amazing. Same thing with the firefighters. And I, and I, I think it's great that when we put that um, policy in when I was a city councilor to have that has to be veterans, too. And um, I'm going to change it again, hopefully, with the new contracts that are going to come out after this time for the fire department, saying that not everyone has to be a paramedic, too, because that's, like, going a little bit. I don't want to turn away any veterans. So I want to say one paramedic, one veteran then. We already hire veterans, and veterans are a lot of paramedics, but I don't want to put that stipulation on it because I want to hire veterans because, you know what, they're already saving our lives. You don't think they're going to be able to save our lives when they're home? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Adam, there's so many benefits out there, and I think veterans, we're, t- we're a tough crowd. We're, you show us all these things that are out there, and it's – Getting the taker, getting people to jump on board and getting them to embrace some of these things that are coming their way. What are some of the leading challenges there on, from the veterans' perspective? Sure. Um, again, it goes back to trust. Uh, we're a community based on trust, and that's anything we do. We're, uh, it's just kind of how we were uh, bred up through small unit leadership. You took the word of your immediate you know, uh, fire team leader to squad leader to your platoon leader, took that advice on what to do, where to shop, what banks to go to, where to live, what not to do. And we kind of uh, continued that mentality coming back uh, back home. And um, it is a struggle to get some of the younger uh, returning veterans to take a bite on this kind of idea of, you know, the welcome home event. They don't want to be publicized. They think they're being publicized. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is a stunt. I don't really know what I'm getting myself into. Um, I'm not really aware uh, it's really kind of building that trust relationship. And what's one of the reasons why we do the networking group to get that information out there, uh, to further build that trust relationship as the word gets out there. A veteran may need something. Uh, let's say, uh, let's say for instance, a Vietnam veteran that has been very, uh, disenchanted about the VA over the last 55 years that he's been out, had a bad experience once, never went back. He may not take your word or my word on that because we're not in the same generation block. But, you know, if he has a, um, a schoolmate that he runs into that happens to know that things are being turned around, this is what's going on, this is what our community is doing, this is the good things that VA is bringing to the community, he's going to take that individual's word. He grew up with him. He knows him. He knows the family. He's going to take that word and maybe retry that path. And that's really, uh, I think, the biggest thing is trying to build that trust relationship, not only with the veterans, but building that relationship with the active duty military. And as the mayor mentioned before, why we're so quick to find those that are on active duty. We want to build those relationships beforehand. I want to find them on social media, follow them through their time in service. Um, you know, so that way when they do come home, they know who we are. They're not like, where do I go? Well, we already know where to go. We got a care package. We've talked to them. Our families have been down there. Our parents have been down there to enroll. They read our name on, um, armed forces day. We know all this now. So the transition of trust has already been built. So to come home, they're already comfortable. They know where to go. And then they can kind of just transition transition on forward no exactly the transition it's tough and it's easy to get lost in that from the business perspective what are some of the things that we've seen out here in the community just to help bridge some of that i mean adam's done a lot from his standpoint over within the veterans office from the outreach that we see from the business community too yeah that's a little tougher one for me mm-hmm. ed you know um certainly the the business community is very supportive of our veterans i at this point, it's hard for me to give specific mm-hmm. examples of that. I, I don't know if, Adam, if you've seen, you know, more specific examples in working with the veterans directly. 
So the business sees it through what they're getting from quality uh, employees. Um, they're seeing it. Um, you know, I'll highlight um, Applied Materials over here, uh, right right behind us. Applied Materials has roughly 150 veterans working for them right now. They recently created a veterans uh, ER, uh, ERG group, employment resource group, to bring their veterans together to do more within mm-hmm. their own community. They now go over to the local bowling alley and get involved with the Veterans Bowling League. And it's not just veterans. It's their employees that are in their business, mm-hmm. not just their veteran uh, employees that are getting coming together. Uh, we get a lot of call from um, Gorton's. Gorton sees it. You know, if you Absolutely. have a veteran, send them down here. Yeah. We see the quality of employees that we're getting from the service. They're disciplined. They know what to do. They're ready to work. They're willing to work. They come with this educational, uh, the GI Bill that they can utilize later on to grow uh, their future development. They're the business end in Gloucester or Cape Ann is seeing this from the quality of veterans that have come home already. And, you know, that's a big thanks to those veterans that really set the example for, for, for those businesses, you know, to see that in their employees. I reached out to the unions that, um, from, uh, Boston, you know, um, they came down, they want to meet, they says, you know, we'd rather hire them first too. You know what I mean? Um, so, like I said, I mean, Gloucester's a little different on this side of the bridge because uh, we, we'll reach over that side of the bridge. We started a lot of different programs, too, that in, in you know, I worked at the um, social services at the Addison Gibbard Hospital for over 20 years, and um, we had the little clinic upstairs. We had a fight to keep that clinic. Gloucester fought good and hard. Back then, it was uh, Representative Verger and Ali Pat. We fought, and I was there fighting the whole way, and, you know, that's what you're saying. It's sad that when we all have to fight for these programs, so it took, I saw the difference from 1997 when I started the Addison Gable Hospital. I met all my veterans, what the services they were getting, what's happening. And like you said, that generation, that older generation was put aside. The trust now, they have to come trust us. And that's the whole thing is because they always had a fight for everything. The, the, the ones after 9-11, I'm not saying they got it easier, no way. But you know what? We're all, the younger generation knows about networking, social media, knows about everything else. Like Adam said, the ones prior, they really don't know. They know about people talking. And when they have to fight for everything, keep their clinic open, get in there. How do, not even a shuttle to get to Bedford. You know, the director was sitting there. I mean, what is that saying? Okay, you're older now. You go on Medicare and you're off. And, and they just didn't know. They didn't fit in. And, and by sticking together and by working together, and then I saw the difference when we hired Adam and going forward with this community. And, and, and the, since I've been mayor, wow. I mean, we have a clinic, the, the trust. I mean, we go to Bedford. We, we get invited to go all these places. We started this thing with Chapter 115 to make sure that, you know, veterans aren't losing out and using their money when they shouldn't, that the government should be picking up some of this tab so we have something here and i'm so glad that we we took over um rockport and we took over essex because it should be cape and veterans it should because we, with the director that we have is not because he's sitting here I, I say it all the time it's amazing what we're doing i work all around with boston i still do social service even though i'm mayor mm-hmm. and i i ask my colleagues i mean how you doing with the veteran service and stuff and you know what in the chamber i mean we're like all interacting 
And I think that's great. I mean, we're like we're, we, we're like role models for a lot of things. And our veterans that come home, like he said, you have to build that trust. But if you start with their families, and that's what you do. You start with, when I had my veterans, start with their grandparents, you know, the grandchildren. Can you get your grandfather to do this or your grandmother to do this? And I worked mostly with men because it was, you know, it was just the auxiliaries back then. But now it's just amazing. It's just amazing how they want to get involved. And I think it's great because I have a, um, a friend whose husband deployed, and, and I know. I, I knew i know some of the families i'm going like go talk to adam please go talk to adam no i've got my family everything it's not the same i don't know what a veteran went through okay so i can't help her and i don't know what uh, my spouse is not a veteran i can't help them but the the gold star moms the volunteers that are down there adam i said just go down and talk to them just because you know what Please. And she come back and, you know, her three kids got three little girls and everything else. And she was just like, oh, my, you have no idea. I just like whatever. And then it, it, she says, when I heard his name being called, I cried because I was so proud. And, it, and she's saying they didn't forget, you know, because they thought, well, you go to the veteran center. Here I am. And that's it. And goodbye. No, that's not what we do here. That's not what Adam and his, and his little networking does. Um, and she said, when I heard my husband's name. She says, for the first time, even though now Italians, we're a large family. She goes, I didn't feel alone. That's a big, that's a big plus. No, it's huge. So, Adam, as we wrap up, what are some of the last parting thoughts as we kick this initiative into full gear? What would we like to see coming up from the veterans community and from the business community here? In the near so we'd, re we'd really like to get this out there. We have a, uh, a beautiful sticker for businesses, um, and we'd like to go out and identify um, – veteran-owned businesses, and we have a list of our veteran-friendly businesses. Uh, those are businesses that continue to support us throughout the year uh, through things like the Welcome Home Initiative. They support Veterans Day. They support Memorial Day. Um, you know, another big sponsor is Vigilio's. They always provide food for uh, Veterans Day. Uh, we have these businesses. They may not be veteran-owned, but they're continually mm -hmm. sponsoring mm -hmm. and supporting all these events that we continuously do throughout Cape Ann, and we want these businesses to be highlighted. So going forward, it's really, you know, working with the chamber to get that word out there, hopefully make something of this sticker. You know, let's be proud to display this sticker and see here who's on Cape Ann that is a veteran-known business who continually sponsors veterans. I'd like to see these stickers uh, get displayed in windows and really as a, you know, almost as strong as the Gloucester Fresh idea, where it's a known symbol of something that we want to support that supports our local community and supports our veterans. No, absolutely. Ken, from the business perspective and for all of you guys, thank you so much for everything that you're doing for the veterans here on Cape Ann. Thank you, Ed. Thank you absolutely all. Absolutely no, phenomenal. Thank our veterans. <laughs> yeah. They make Thanks us so. better yeah. people. Thank Indeed. our veterans. And But the level of support, the outcry, this is a unique community in that, and mm -hmm. it's very impressive to see. So I want to thank you guys for your time today. Thank you. We look thank forward you. to continuing this conversation, seeing the good work continue. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. I think we're set, Rachel. Awesome. <laughs> Make sure I think it's off. We got to hear some great shout outs today to local businesses and their proud support for the local, returning, and longtime veterans of Cape Ann, Massachusetts, and vice versa, the excellent support that the veterans have for their community, both by building businesses and supporting other great endeavors to rally the local population together.
in the end, it is about building community and collaboration and making sure that the barriers between people are torn down and new ideas form between all the parties involved. The amount of support here is incredible and formed through the dedicated efforts of many key individuals. Local communities matter, and it is up to the leadership within different areas to find new bridges to build and new ways to bring people together. Once this is accomplished, anything is possible. Thank you all for listening, and a very special thank you to 1623 Studios in Gloucester, Massachusetts for this recording today. I welcome your comments. You can find me on social media, both Twitter and Facebook, at BlueCordMGMT, or on LinkedIn, search for BlueCord Management. You can learn more about BlueCord at www.bluecordmgmt.com. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite podcast service. And as always, we're available on C-Suite Radio at c-suitenetwork.com. Don't forget, mail call is open and receiving new submissions for future episodes. You can reach us at mailcall at leadershipupdatebrief.com. Thanks again. I look forward to continuing our journey. Have a wonderful day. You've been listening to C-Suite Radio. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. As a loyal fan of the C-Suite Radio show, I've got an incredible offer for you. Listeners to this podcast get 50% off a C-Suite Network membership. The C-Suite Network will help you become the most strategic person in the room. You will have access to top-notch benefits and networking, all helping you get the most out of your position. Take advantage of this limited offer today. Learn more about the C-Suite Network membership at c-suitenetwork.com slash CSR. Again, that's 50% off a C-Suite Network membership at c-suitenetwork.com slash CSR. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>